Joe Monday, and this is the podcast where we talk about what's been going on in the front page of RSF, our Street Fighter, or the FTC at large, because there's a lot going, like a kind of a lot going on. But before I dive into things that are going on, I want to take a quick minute for those of you because this is this is a live episode, we're doing it live, uh, and for those of you who are in the chat earlier, I said I have to wait to pour out my beer before I start. Why would I say such a thing? Why would, I, why would it take me so long? It took me like seven minutes to pour out this beer. But why? Why? Why did that happen? Here's why. I'm experienced at drinking beer and talking into a microphone. And I know, in my mind, that if I'm going to drink this, the foam that escapes from the beer part needs to be, that needs to be in the air. So I pour it out from like way up top, from downtown. From like half court shot down to the down to the bottom of the beer, right, and that makes it all foamy like a like an asshole. I'm pouring it like an asshole, and I do that because you know otherwise all that foam would be in me, and I have to be. If I have to speak into a microphone, that foam's in me. That foam's gonna want to come out. It's gonna come out some way or another. Now, I don't want to burp into this microphone. I don't want to do that. I still might, even though I poured it out like an asshole. But could you imagine the amount of burping I would do if I hadn't done that? This this show would be a mess. It would be terrible. Every week, are you kidding me? Granted, I could solve that with a mute button, which I have on deck. But am I going to use that mute button? Fuck no. Fuck no. It also doesn't really affect the taste of the beer. So, like, y'all are, y'all are crazy. It looks shitty. It looks like a bad thing to do. And people will call you an asshole for doing it, but then you, at the end of the night, are like, "I'm not bloated, you motherfuckers. I don't got the, I don't have the beer bloat, because all that bloat is in the air now, and not in me." Anyway, a lot of things are happening. Big announcements are happening. There was a big announcement yesterday. Kind of why I didn't record yesterday is because Ono said on Wednesday, "Big announcement tomorrow," and because like. Japan time, whatever. Doesn't matter. Didn't record that day. Waited until the big announcement, the CPT Online announcement, which we'll get into. Uh, And man, it's a big, I'm sorry. It's a little bit of a, it's cool that they're doing something, but it's a bummer that they don't understand their product after all of these years, but we'll get into that. Uh, There's also the Evo announcement to talk about cpt or evo online which actually is like a really good foil to have for the cpt online to show like here's this approach here's another approach 
What do you got going on? And that's we'll we'll dig into that here in a minute. But also later on the show, I'll be taking. I don't know if you have like any questions. I'll probably I'll keep an eye on the chat and and get with it. Uh, so if you have anything going on, then cool, we'll talk about it. But let's dig into the CPT online now. Every time a big tournament is posted, specifically a big tournament that is posted with for uh, for Street Fighter. They post rules. They do it. They post the rules. You can just like read them like any time. Like you could just, you can read them. Most people don't, but you can. Here's the, like, you can do it, uh, which is an interesting thing because if you dig into the rules, I've pulled them up and I've highlighted a couple things. Highlight? Highlighted. Highlight? Highlight sounds like the high you get from being lit. Anyway. Here's the rules, and I would recommend everybody reading them, but at the same time, I'm going to go through and and point out the things that stood out to me. Uh, First and foremost, right off the bat, something that I think is telling about this particular year in how they are running the final tournament is, in my opinion, how they were planning to probably run things come 2021 I feel like this is the way that they were going to do things anyway but just because things were are the way that they are right now due to the coronavirus COVID-19 and everybody needing to stay at home and separate from each other and you know travel limitations and all that stuff everybody being safe and away from each other I think that they've just implemented their plan earlier than they anticipated, which for what it's worth, I think that the actual way that it will happen is interesting because this is, this is going to happen like the Tekken world tour finals, right? Where there's, so let's reel it back because it's not that 32 man bracket, right? It's not going to be 32 people is like the first and foremost thing that caught my eye. It was that 18, I was like, damn, okay. So 18 people plus IDOM plus, here's like the weird one, a community voted player from last year's CPT, or the finals, let's the Capcom Cup finals. So like, there's a voted spot. So it can't be me. It can't be DSP, right? It can't be any of those people. It can't be, it, it can't be, Gandhi, right? It can't be that. It can't be Hitler, let's say, as the internet might like to do. You can't vote for Hitler, okay? I understand that you might want to because you're a horrible person, as the FGC has shown time and time again, which we might get into, but you can't do that. Anyway, uh, it can't be gushing grannies, of course. You know, like all the bad things that the internet does. But you can't do that. So I don't know who is going to win that community vote because it's like you have to go through all the regions and then see who hasn't qualified through their own region because it looks like two... Mo- Here's the other thing, is that two people from most of the regions will will qualify except for China and Australia like the all of China and the whole continent of Australia. I believe it's the whole continent. They don't specify that, 
but I believe that's the case regardless. So 18 people will qualify through these online tournaments. Uh, IDOM, of course, will get the, the pass through, and a person who was voted in from last year's Capcom Cup will be good to go. Now, uh, yeah, where, where do we even begin? Because, like, do we talk about regions next? Maybe not. I kind of highlighted this community vote because this is funny to me. But what will happen, though, is that 20 people in a bracket doesn't really make sense. But what they're going to do is a round robin for with, like, groups of, of five. And four people won't make it into, like, the next round, right? Anyway. So that's cool. I, I kind of like that. I kind of like that. That's a different way of running a final tournament that I think is... I, I kind of think that's a smart way to do it. Because a... Just like a 32 double elimination bracket is... Like when you know who you're going to play and all that stuff. To me, it makes more sense when you are rounding things up at like the end of a year, right? Like when you're trying to dis- like determine who is like actually the best at the end of the year, like you take it from regionals and then you go to, yeah, kind of like, you know, I don't want to compare it to the Super Bowl because the NFL is all fucked up, but it's kind of like that, how there's like regions and then you, you work your way down, but uh, that's how like the seating will be, right? Uh, four groups, five players in each group, eight players from each group who are ranked first and second place in the elimination round will advance to the final tournament, which final tournament will be a 16 double elimination, which makes sense. Wait, eight players from each group. Yep, no, never mind. I'm reading that right. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, out of nowhere. Brick from out of nowhere. We can't edit that out. Like I would edit it out anyway. Anyway, how's your ears, folks? What's good? Say hi, Brick. You want to boop on the snoot? He did. He did want to boop on the snoot. What a, what a, what a glorious pupper. All right. So what else have I highlighted here? Okay. So here's something that I've... This is one thing that has kind of always been in the rules that no one really reads or pays attention to. And, like, it's not really enforced, but I do want to point it out because it's interesting. Uh, And I'll just read it right now. It's, for the avoidance of doubt, players will have no ownership interests in the live exhibition or recorded footage of their gameplay, all of which is owned by Capcom USA and may be exploited by Capcom USA in its discretion with no requirement to account to the player. So this means that if you are streaming your side of the bracket like or if you're just like streaming you're on there's part of the online tournament people do that that's a it's like a fun way to engage with people and the community that you've built around your own stream and all that stuff uh, and it's part of the Capcom Pro Tour online circuit then Capcom technically owns it will they ever like use that no like obviously not because like if you look into the whole like legalities of how things are actually streamed, like they still, they own all your gameplay anyway. So it's like, but they would never be as crazy to crack down on that shit because that would be fucking wild. But anyway, here's something that stood out to me though. 
looking at the CPT code of conduct right here, intentionally interrupting network connectivity. Now that makes sense, right? You would, you would want that in your rules because you know, you don't want someone to, to be like kicking their router. That makes sense. But when you tie that in with how street fighter five works with the product that they've created, think about it this way. It is a known fact that if you are stunned in Street Fighter V, you, to get out of that stun early, you should mash out as many inputs as you can, as fast as you can, so that it limits your opponent's ability to land a larger combo. There are some combos that you cannot land on your opponent if they quickly mash out of, and I'm talking like max damage combos, if your opponent successfully mashes out of their stun early, so you can't like get like the full, like I charged the V skill, then I jumped in, all that shit, right? There are some combos that are like that if you can mash out. It is also known that if you mash inputs in Street Fighter V during an online during online play, it causes your opponent to lag and it interrupts their network connectivity. There's more rules to this later on. Uh, specific we'll get into that later I'll, I'll bring it up when we get to it but that will cause your opponent to lag and it will disrupt the the butt it can eat some inputs it's it's bad news right and so i think something that we need as like a community need to continually ask and i would say ask ono this ask the people who made this video game don't don't send it to Capcom fighters. They don't know shit. Well, they don't. They do, but they can't really do much because of what they're limited to. That's fine. Maybe Street Fighter. Maybe you can write in on Capcom Unity. But make Ono feel this. Ask this man the question, hey, if I'm mashing, can, is it legal for the Capcom online tournament to mash out of my stun if knowingly or unknowingly, causes lag for my opponent to eat the inputs. Does that happen? Of course it does. Will it be enforced? I think we need to ask that question. I think that, that that's an important thing to talk about because that shouldn't fucking happen in your fucking video game. That shouldn't be a thing that happens in your fighting game because there are other fighting games who have solved this problem. And other fighting games, which... Evo Online has been highlighting and we'll we'll get into that later but I think again serves as a good foil to what is what is good for fighting games in an online environment see but it doesn't matter intentional or unintentional because there's a rule later which I'll find it here in a second wait or I can just da, 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 pull it up hold on here we go. Players may not use a glitch or bug that prevents the game from being played, including but not limited to bugs causing the game to freeze, reset, or remove character from the play zone. Uh, that's like kind of weird shit, but particularly to freeze. If you mash out inputs, knowingly or unknowingly, you cannot do this. Which is like fucking wild. 
Anyway, let's get back to the good stuff, because there is some good stuff to talk about. Where the fuck is it, though? Here we go. Regardless, I think that it should be something that we should all be asking, because it. there are other games who have solved this problem. Anyway, there is some good with this, though. Uh, is that here, if you look here, uh, if the recipient of the qualification spot does not pr- possess a pro license, uh, Capcom will make a recommendation to Jesu to issue a pro license to the unlicensed player. So this is Capcom kind of, if this is a, like a Momochi situation, right? Or did he accept a, his Jesu light? I can't remember how that one ended. But let's say for whatever reason Momochi gets into Capcom Cup, doesn't have a pro license. This is only for Japanese players, and this is only for specifically the two players from that region who would get to this point of receiving prize money. But that would be over uh, 100,000 yen regardless. It is... Yeah, Momochi does have one. Now, that one worked its way things changed and the people who ran who are running Jesu are actually like more involved than just you know a man in a suit who doesn't know what the fuck's going on which is what like his main issue with it but cool right they'll make an effort for people if they are not right which is I like that that's a nice like extension of of favor to players who might not you know have the opportunity to win that money all right, so yada, 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 more prizes, limitations, liabilities, all this stuff, governing law disputes. This is all some legal mumbo-jumbo. Probably don't need to read all this. Maybe you should if you want to kind of fuck things up and not get sued for it. Anyway, let's look at this, though. Because they're rolling the tournaments out week by week, and I thought to myself, this is interesting. I first thought, why would they do a week-to-week, different region, different region, when they could do, like, they could finish this up pretty quick. Like, you could run these brackets much faster than that. It doesn't have to be a whole weekend, right? That's the part that actually scares me, too, is that all of these dates have two dates, which potentially means that they're going to try and break these up. And breaking up an online tournament into two days is... A bad player experience. I have always said this, and I always feel this way this to be true, is that that is, that's whack. Why is it whack? It, it takes everybody out of the moment. It always does. Just think about the people who are experiencing a tournament from the viewership, right? They are into it. They might be watching it. They'll, they'll kind of like you know, do something else in between you know, when the streams are up. They'll be, you know, off with family or whatever. Who knows what they'll be doing. Taking care of a baby. Changing diapers. Taking out your dog. Smacking your cat. Who knows what they could be doing. All that stuff. Now, you put that... Everybody in that situation, even the competitors, it really takes you out of it. When you're at the event, you're totally at the event. You're going hard all the time. Uh... You're with people who are excited about fighting games. Everybody's going in. You're getting casuals. It's all that good stuff. Uh, you're practicing for your next matches. All that all that stuff. Take that away and you put that person back at home. It's a much different feel. And the players don't feel it. And the viewers don't feel it. And it's 
it is all the way around bad. You kind of have to wrap these things up in, in a day. But that's maybe just my opinion. Maybe they are required to do so to meet requirements from sponsorships. Who the fuck knows? Uh, I don't like it, but maybe that's just me. And each one of these is like week after week. We're going to get every week a new CPT online. Uh, rip block F, by the way. We'll get into this later, but who damn. Uh, Jesus Christ. But if you look into it, North America... Let's look. North America, block B, block F, block G, block D, block E, block H, block C, and block A all get two two tournaments, right, to send people. And then I just found it weird that block J and block I, Australia and China, only get one. I mean, I get it. They're big regions in their in their own right. It's just I don't know. I mean, if you want to talk about like regions and connectivity, the whole thing is fucking lazy, or just completely blind to how their product works. Uh, and then you look into this is exclusively being run by Level Up, which in my mind, and you, I know this because disputes. Granted, this could be copy and pasted from their online tournaments, but if there's any disputes arising from an online tournament, players must submit screenshot and share video footage to Level Up LLC, the administrator of online tournaments. They've got the... They're running it. So every week for every region, regardless of the time, I guess, Level Up is going to run it. Uh, and not like particular people within each region that would have, you know, a stake in making things good for their own community. Not great, in my opinion. Uh, all right, so let's let's scroll down a little bit to rules. And I always find this interesting because you know, I, I mean, I posted this a while back of the the how to run an online tournament and rules that you would want to implement if you wanted to run a good online tournament for any game, not just Street Fighter. And it is just, it's just very silly to me, very silly to me, that the only, the only thing written in the entire rules about internet connectivity is this right here. This is it. As a player must have a minimum three megabits per second upload speed look at that that's a i mean if you don't have that i mean how could you how could that even be and also wi-fi but also with wi-fi it's not like street fighter 5 has the ability to tell you if someone is on wi-fi so why does that rule even exist that's a joke it's always been a joke it's always been there I get it. You want to put that in there for like, hey, don't be on Wi-Fi. It's bad for everybody because reasons. Like, there's reasons why it's bad, obviously. But just like, come on. You know this isn't in your game. It's not implemented in your game. So why would this even be a rule? Like, proving... Mm, because I take that the next step because like the player's ability to prove that they are not using Wi-Fi puts the onus on a player to enter an online tournament that is just, there are so many fucking steps here, it's fucking wild. 
It's crazy. And also, it could be faked. Like, in each sense of it, you can fake all of that to make it say that you're not on Wi-Fi. So it's just, all of it is, to me, a farce that has been going on for the last four years that is just, it's just hilarious. Other games have, have solved this problem by telling you whether or not your opponent is on Wi-Fi or not. And then you can say, nah, nah, because there are implications to like why it's bad. I get it, right? I get it. I get it. I understand why it's a rule. You don't want players using Wi-Fi. It subverts the, the sanctity of competition, but also prove it. And then, if you're going to have this rule, and the game doesn't tell you if someone's on Wi-Fi, put in steps. Put in, like, uh, there are rules to put in here that would say, like, here's how you prove this. Click on this. Show this. Provide comment at Smash GG. All of this shit. You could totally do. Uh, but regardless, this is the only thing. You only need three megabits per second upload speed. Uh, because fuck it, who the fuck cares? And also, I just thought this was funny. It's not the only thing of this, but uh, you have to own it on PlayStation 4 or stream, not Steam. I just highlighted that because, you know, spell check is a funny thing, how that how that works, but I mean, stream is a word, I get it, but it's not the one you meant when you're like reading through it, I get it, but anyway, which then leaves me to believe that they wrote these specific for this event, right? Because it's not like that on the other onlines, man. Man, man, this is sad. Let's keep going. Let's keep scrolling. Here's another thing that I just think is funny that would only be surprising to people if they haven't read any rules for any CPT event for the last four years is that the grid is banned uh, for the online tournament play because... It's always been banned. That's the thing. It's never really been enforced, but it's always been banned. Until, like, late last year. Because, of course... Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. I don't know why anybody's surprised. This has always been a rule. If you are surprised by this, you have never read the rules. And that's okay. I'm not judging you for it. Nobody does. I understand that. Capcom doesn't understand that. And they've been running tournaments for... Eh, I mean, they haven't been running tournaments, but they've been adjacent to tournaments, right? They've... They've been part of this. They should know how their game works. They should know how their game works. And that the load-in of some levels causes unfortunate, like, false lag to be implemented. Like, because that's how just the game fucking works. And there's not as much load-in on the grid versus a couple of the other levels that... Other stages, at least, that the game has. So, it's... Of, and of course they won't enforce it like that's the thing is that this has always been a rule and it's never been enforced so it's just one of those things that it's just when you see something like this it just speaks to the laziness of which they the laziness and amount of effort and resources they're putting into running something of this scale in an online environment for the game that they've made I get it. Like, I get it. They just haven't. And they continue to not do it. And it's, it should be, I mean, it's farcical, but 
regardless. Here's something else that I that I just think is funny that like again speaks to I don't know if they know how a bracket works because connectivity rules. I just think that this rule is hilarious. If players cannot connect to each other, the following rules apply. First one is A, the player with the least amount of games lost automatically moves forward. In the case of a tie, rule two, two will be implemented. But then B, both players are sent to the loser's bracket if they cannot connect to each other and are tied in least amount of games lost. How would you do that? Show me in a bracket how you would do that. I don't... What kind of magic is this? That both players are sent to the loser's bracket. I mean, maybe one player is, and then in the next round you send the other one, but then how do you decide that? What... How do you do this? I don't know how you do this. I am... I'm... I'm a math. I like, I do math. Like Donatello, I love machines. I do machines. I have no idea how to do this. The other thing that I think is funny, and granted, this has always been a rule, but I just think it's funny, is that players are not allowed to stop a game in progress to address a non-gameplay related rule violation. Or, or rule violation. It says that somewhere else. Uh, it's stopping a game in progress to report a, a rule violation will result in the forfeiture of the round and part of the person stopping the game. Which is like, if you can't connect, you have to finish the round? You've got to finish the round? And then come, like, all of this is bad. Anyway. Again, level up live. Uh, level up LLC running it. So shout out to level up live. I don't know if they've looked at how to run who better run an online tournament since, uh, 2016, but here we go. Fuck it. Here's some costumes that are banned. These all kind of make sense, I guess. Uh, here's something that I think is funny. Let's go down to exhibit D. Here's the thing that gets me about all of this is that H through A blocks H through A are all having, they're all running two tournaments send two players, right? To this finals, this final CPT thing, right? Now, if they're doing that, if they're already doing that in splitting out Australia and China, why not break all of these regions into even more regions. Why not do that? Why not subdivide all of these? And then have a rule that's not just three megabits per second, but then say, have X amount of ping to this specific server because you have a block, pick a central server in that block of of, re of that region say you have to have a ping to this or you cannot compete 
and keep it to that to make sure that at least everyone is on the same-ish playing field. Granted, I understand the infrastructure is different, different countries, but having a solid ping to a centralized server based on your region, which they could have done for this, and then they could have extrapolated that out to make it a better experience for everybody involved, you could have done this. If you, if you could have done this, but here we are. Uh, and I've just like highlighted a couple things here that I think is funny uh, in the block. But block A, North America West, it's always funny to see Hawaii grouped in with that. Uh, but then specifically Hawaii to Manitoba. Hawaii to Manitoba. That's in Canada. That's a providence in Canada. If you look at that on a map, hold on. Let's do this really quick. I'm going to, so for the, this is not going to go. People who are, so let's do Manitoba, Canada. Uh, let's do a directions from Manitoba to, let's just make that happen. <laughs> Manitoba uh, directions to Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii. Okay, let's zoom out here. Let's see. Oh my God. <laughs> Manitoba, Canada to Hawaii. All right, let's show this. Let's show it now. Let's show it on a map. Any directions at all? Flying directions, maybe? Flight not available? Car, it, you can't even do it. Manitoba's right here. I can't even put a dot on it. It won't let me. Because that's how far, look how far zoomed out I am. Look how far zoomed out I am. Look at this. Hawaii is in the middle of the Pacific, almost the middle of the Pacific Ocean. And you're going to play against Manitoba, Canada? Over here? That's the, that's your big plan? That's the, that's it, huh? Okay. I don't think you know how your game works. I don't think you know how your game works. That's a long way. It won't let me look at, it won't let me look at it. I can't, I can't, I can't select directions because nobody has ever, no human has ever traveled from Manitoba to Hawaii. So why would they think that CFN can travel from Manitoba to Hawaii? Look at that, Google doesn't even do it. So how could CFN possibly do it? That's wild. Shit's wild. Regardless, I think that's very funny. The other thing that I think is funny about specifically Block F, uh, and we could, I don't want to get into the political discourse of including Turkey in, in any of the, uh, these regions, but I know that last time they included Turkey and specifically like Turkey and Russia. It, it is not, it's not a good connection at the UAE. It just this is a crazy grouping of Europe East and the Middle East, and it's not bro. It's not subdivided. They could have subdivided because they're running two tournaments. Remember that Block F is running two tournaments, and yet, <laughs> and yet, <laughs> they couldn't break it out into two different. The other thing that I think is funny that if you look here, I think if you start, I think right here at UAE. Let's highlight that and then move over to, oh, well, hot damn, there it is again, UAE, huh? Oh, that copy-paste didn't work out. 
Neither did it for oh, Turkey. Oh, Turkey twice. The country's so nice, they named it twice? I think Saudi Arabia's in there twice. Oman, Qatar, Bahrain. I think all of those places are named twice because I guess who gives a fuck? I guess nobody actually cares. I mean, they did the same thing up here. Like, Manitoba's named twice because, honestly, who who gives a fuck? They don't. So... Anyway, that's all the things that I have highlighted for the CPT online. I think it's kind of a farce uh, and that they don't know how their game works. And I think that we, again, we should all ask the question of to specifically Ono, ask Ono how his game works. And if you match the inputs and implicitly cause lag for your opponent to get out of stun, which is a game mechanic built into the baked into the game, is that against the rules? I think we should find out. I think that that's a fair, fair question to ask. I've dropped game-winning combos online because someone's trying to mash out of of stun. I'm not blaming them for it either. Is the other thing? Why? How could I? That would be that's that would be silly. That's what you do when you're stunned. People are far too soft on Ono. He's weaseled his way out of out of taking the blame a number of times before, but. Never again, so I say. Anyway, okay, moving on. Because the other thing that we can talk about is Evo Online, which, when you first looked at it, you was like, okay, looking at the lineup that they had, none of those games really play well online, and it wouldn't make sense to have an open bracket for everybody globally for the the main games that they had posted for, for like, that was going to be Evo this year. The actually at the event Evo. And I get that. And a part of me was like, if they don't explicitly change how this is going, like, if they don't plan around this in a way uh, that makes sense for those games, they can't possibly have a global tournament. Even even when it is global, like with those games, even working correctly, you can't really run it. So what they did was the super smart thing and said, nope, we're not going to run a global open bracket tournament for, for all of the games that we were going to run in person earlier this year, uh, which I think is the smart thing to do. Uh, but instead, they're running exhibitions for their games. Uh, so... The lineup of those specific exhibitions, uh, Evo Online, let's just do that. Uh, let's take a look. Specifically, the exhibitions, which is, it's not like the open brackets, which we'll get into in a minute, but uh, Undernight Inbirth, uh, Tournament of Champions, which is like a whole different thing, uh, it's like what they're they're naming this official lineup, right? So Undernight in Birth, Dragon Ball Z, Fighter Z, Tekken Seven, Street Fighter Five, Soul Calibur Six, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, and Samurai Showdown are all gonna have like exhibitions. More information is coming on that. I don't know if I've missed that information, but it that's from what I've heard. Uh, those are all gonna be exhibitions which is like invitational stuff. Now, what they've also choose to have done for open bracket tournaments, they've chosen games that can actually run 
global online fighting game tournaments that have very good rollback netcode. They've chosen for open brackets, uh, and these are for, let me get the dates right, uh, July 4th through 5th, 11th, 12th, 18th, 19th, 25th, 26th, so every week in July. Every weekend in July, and including some bits of August. You can't sign up yet, I don't think, unless they've just posted that today, which could be. As of this recording, 5-15-2020. Uh, every week in, in July, Killer Instinct, Mortal Kombat 11, Skullgirls, and them's fighting hers, which have very good rollback netcode, which you can do, like, pretty globally. Like, it, you can get playable matches around the world, which is so smart of them to only open open online tournaments for those games to show other online games, hey, if you want to actually run something, you have to have a game like this that is capable of running uh, this kind of... Uh, this kind of bracket, but I think that's super cool. I am impressed by how much thought they put into it, and I'm really glad that they're highlighting these games. It's been really cool to see a ton of people uh, spark up and be like, "Hey, let's learn these fighting games because I want to enter in and on. I want to enter a tournament this year. Like I, I want to compete, uh, which I think is cool. It's cool that people want that." And it's cool that these games, which have good netcode, are getting the spotlight. And they're all available on Steam. You can just go and buy them right now. Uh, they're readily available. All of the and it's it's maybe show some support to the the games who have some some good shit going on. Uh, of course, those aren't only the only games with good online, but they're the four that. Evo chose. There are other games that also have very good netcode that can be played like in a wide open bracket sense globally. MBCI, of course. There's other games as well. Uh, but these are the four that they've chosen, and I think that's super cool. And I think that you should go play those games. Uh, there's tons of material to learn KI. The Infilament Guide is like the best guide that there is to like any fighting game. You should go read up on that. Uh, I'm, if you want to learn how to play Skullgirls, just follow Sharpie to Purple Sharpie on Twitter.com and I'm sure you'll find out how to play it just by following it. Like by osmosis, Twitter osmosis, you can just, it's all good. Um, Them's Fighting Herds. I don't know where the information for Them's Fighting Herds is, but I do know that there is a Discord for that. Uh, probably worth hopping into. Uh, or if that's not an option for you, then maybe follow them's fighting herds on Twitter and see what's going on. I don't know how their subreddit is. Uh, I haven't checked that out quite yet. I'm going to dig into that. I, I didn't have the game until yesterday and I'm, I've started to play it because why wouldn't I? It seems fun. And it seems like there's going to be a lot of people playing it in the next couple weeks. Uh, and I think that's super cool to give a little bit of uh, extra, extra credence to these games. Uh, and, MK11, there's there's already a pretty good tutorial there, but there's tons of information that you can find online. Just search Sagem does a whole lot of of good tutorials with that, but he's not the only one. There's a ton of good info out there for MK11, so it's all good. But that will just about wrap it up. 
unless there were specifically any questions uh, from the chat, because again, this episode was recorded live. Uh, so I'll, I'll give it like a hot second uh, just to, you know, let, let things air out a little bit. I'll, I'll take a drink of my beverage. Seeing in the chat that them's fighting hers is 10 bucks on Humble right now, which is it's a hell of a deal. And also with Humble Bundle, you can directly put that money to charity, which uh, is awesome to do. Like you can, you can also, what I do whenever I buy on Humble is that I'll, because you can change the way that it's split. Because the automatic split, in my opinion, is, I mean, it helps them run their services and it gives more money to the developers, but you can make that slider go like full charity or like mostly charity and then throw like five bucks or whatever. Usually that might not be true of the humble store, but usually when things are in a bundle, that's, that's how you can do things. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Okay. When games aren't cross-platform, do we know what platform they'll be running? Uh, for Evil Online, we don't, as of right now. Uh, which, for uh, that, uh, that kind of sucks as of right now. So maybe hold off. I would say them's fighting herds is almost guaranteed to be on PC as well as Skullgirls. Ki. Also probably on PC. The only one that I wouldn't be sure on is MK11. But I would I would posit a guess that most of them would be PC based. Do I know if that's true or not? Not necessarily, but that's just that's my gut feeling. I don't know if there's been an announcement yet or the information has been released quite yet. But I'll keep my eyes open. And also, you can just follow Evo on, on Twitter or just follow, like, look at that website that they run for signups. All that good shit. Oof, yeah, that is a good point. The KI. KI is an interesting case because there's a Steam version and Windows Live version, which are two, and they, they do not communicate with each other. Mm, that would be... Hmm. That would be a difficult one to select. It might. Mm. It, it, it's just hard to say based on how trends have been in the last couple of years uh, in that most of the fighting game community has moved off of Xbox and are now on PS4 has been like the, the common standard. But... KI is not on PS4. All the other games are also available on PS4, but everything is available on PC. And if I was trying to run a tournament where the most people can enter, I would I would run it on PC if there's no crossplay. That's what I would do. Is that is that a smart thing to do? Eh, maybe. Maybe not. But Maybe they can pull data on like how like where do most people own these games and then and then run it from there. But who can say? All right. If, well, if there's no other questions in the chat, I would I appreciate y'all for hanging out 
during this time uh, and and talking over and thinking over how much of a farce uh, that the Capcom Pro Tour online might be. I mean, it's cool that they're trying to do something, uh, but I don't even think that they filled that position uh, since Michael Martin left of who is in charge of the CPT. I don't think they have. Did they? Someone remind me if they did, if they've hired someone to fill that position, to fill that role, to make sure that things move smoothly between the, the esports side of things, even though esports is their big push this year. I'm not even going to get into the whole, like, uh, woman-only tournaments because that's... A lot of women have already spoke up. Here's the thing. Is that I am a dude. So I don't really have a a valid opinion on women-only tournaments. I can tell you that from, if you listen back to the episode with Persia... Uh, when she was on, uh, or Jamillion, which was, uh, man, years ago at this point, uh, is that women who are already in the community don't want to segregate to women-only tournaments. Uh, But if you looked at, like, if you actually looked at it, it it was like their earnings statement, right? So this is just like for... This is all for like the higher ups, for like them to say to everybody else, all the investors, hey, we're moving forward in esports. There was one line at the very end of the sentence that said, like, basically, and maybe women only tournaments, which disregards the whole first half, the whole chunk and meat of that sentence is like, we're gonna have like esports like like lessons and like classes and like initiatives for for people to like get more involved which like that in my opinion is like way cooler but also it's all owned by capcom so you know there's there's problems with that of course when the corporations own it and also there have been efforts made by numerous women within the community already to like have that shit happen uh, who are doing a great job on their own, but also are not getting coverage that uh, they probably deserve. I know that we've we've shown that on on this stream. So people who are listening probably already know what I'm talking about. People who don't, there's tons of resources out there. And if you're looking for uh, women in the community who are putting in good work, just say like EXO Academy, um, Divine Muses. Uh, gosh, there's honestly so many. Uh, that it would be, it would almost be rude of me to try to name them all and miss many of them. But like, it's, they're already out there. They're already doing the work. So find it. It's out there. Show some love to them before showing it to like a corporation that says esports to their investors. Because what the fuck does that mean? But anyway. It's cool that they're at least thinking of those things. And I just want to put it that way, that it's cool that they're thinking of those things. Whereas there are other companies who might specifically not be thinking of those things. Not going to talk about that, because fuck that shit. But looks like the squeaky cheeks got greased, as far as I can say. But 
that'll do it for a show. Uh, unless anybody, again, I'm going to keep tossing it out to the people who are in the chat just in case there is a, like a last minute thing y'all want to talk about, but that's all I had planned for today. So I'm just going to lean back in this chair and take a big old sip of this West Coast IPA. Delicious. Actually, Wesco, it's the Green Flash. Green Flash makes good beer. Mostly. Listen, Nugget says, I know you have that opinion about IPAs. Says that they're gross. Fine. I'm not, let's put it this way, I'm not the guy who's like, IPAs are the only beer, because that's also whack and crazy. And honestly... Here's the weird thing is that since the West Coast IPA is that there have been so many companies that have tried to copy this specific flavor that they become almost like indistinguishable from one another, even to someone who knows what the fuck they're they're tasting is like there's just so much like homogeny when it comes to this specific kind of IPA, which like there's so many other flavors out there. So why, why try and pigeon, pigeonhole yourself into a, this specific kind of IPA flavor, which in my opinion is like, once you've had one, most of them taste the same. They don't really do a whole lot with malts or they'll fuck around with the kinds of hops. And like, this one has citra hops. Well, fucking okay, man. All right. It's a little more floral floral to the nose that's a show though again unless there's questions but i'm only stalling for time but thank you all for joining us on this edition of rsf radio this should all be posted like in the actual feed within the hour ish i think you can say uh but yeah that's that'll do it uh, again you can find me at super joe monday on twitter.com or at reddit sf i think within the next couple weeks I'm going to release another how-to guide on how to run a tournament once you've already begun. Because I think like the how-to mechanics are separate from the setup mechanics. Like when I was writing that setup guide on how to run an online tournament, it was like I had to separate like the actually doing things part because it would have just gotten so long and convoluted and only specific to like the four people who need to be in charge of that stuff uh, anyway, but it would also help people to like, here's what you need to run a tournament. Like here's the kind of equipment that you have. Uh, so actually if you have any question, any specific questions on that, feel free to email into the show at uh, RSF radio questions at gmail.com. Uh, you could always type in questions there or just directly to at Reddit SF or super Joe Monday. I'll, I'll see it. And I'll know if you have any specific questions on like the order of operations on once things get going, how do you make it a good experience for everybody? Um, but anyway, that's a show. Catch us next time on another edition of RSF radio. But until then look out for the tournaments on Mondays and Fridays. We've been running them forever. Uh, that's how you run an online tournament. Uh, but catch this show every Thursday ish, even though today is Friday, because uh, who gives a fuck, man? Like everybody's podcast listening schedules are all, all out of whack. So my recording schedule is going to be all out of whack. You fucking know it. Anyway, 
that's a show. Been a pleasure hanging out with you all uh, in this live edition. But until next time, take care, folks, as I find this to throw it to the outro. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>